The following is a Kingfisher Media production. Coming into this conversation, we weren't expecting to learn so much about the younger generation or ourselves. We explore what's wrong with our view of the younger people and get some insight into how they see us. We enjoy a frank conversation that adult strangers don't often get to have with a teenager. We're reminded that the things we didn't like about being young still apply, except that now we're the out-of-touch adults. On this episode of What I Like About You. Just, I'm, I'm wondering like what it is about the younger people that they will take advantage of all these things so much more often than like older people typically do. Hmm. I'm not sure. Honestly, I just, I think it's kind of a sign of the times, like just things are different and when things are different, yeah. you adapt. Yeah. Cause I remember when I was a kid, the thing that seemed to divide the generations more often than not was like a war. I felt like that was the huge divide or the depression. You know, those were things that seemed to separate uh, those generations when I was growing up. Uh, it was my grandmother. She did certain things because she'd lived through the depression and she had certain ways that she did things. And, you know, or my dad went to Vietnam and he had certain things about him that I didn't understand. And nowadays, with all this social media, it's like, somebody posts some weird picture and I mean, there's wars going on, <laughs> you know, I mean, social it's a wars, different other world. Yeah. It's a completely different other world that that's constantly changing so fast. And I feel like younger people, they can keep up with it faster. I feel like it's changing so fast. Like we can't keep up with it. Do you ever worry that technology will sort of get out of hand for your generation, the generations that will come after you? I don't think um, technology will get out of hand for my generation, but for like my siblings generation per se, I think it will. I think it's actually very harmful, to be honest, especially with, you know, all of these really, really young kids getting on social media. Like I see six year olds with um, social media. I see four year olds with their own iPads and I would say, in my opinion, it's kind of disturbing to me, especially considering like how dangerous social media is, like whether you want to admit it or not. Like there's a lot of very odd stuff going on on social media, very weird things that you can be introduced to, especially when you're young and you don't know what's going on and you're a victim and you're subject to be a part of those things. Mm -hmm. That's actually a great perspective that you're offering. And it kind of just woke something up in my head. It's like, Older people were so used to like being the experienced ones, the knowledgeable, the wise ones. There's a reason why we're in charge because we we know what we're talking about and you're young and you don't. But when it comes to like the social media stuff, I'll be the first to admit, like I use social media, but if I wanted to really know anything about it and I wanted to know the ins and outs, I'm going straight to my 13 year old kid. <laughs> like in this equation, He's the person with the knowledge. He's the one that should have the authority. You were, you were talking before about how people like dismiss younger people because, oh, you know, you're not experienced or whatever. But as adults, we treat kids like that right up until we need somebody to set the clock on the microwave or we can't figure out how to log into our cloud storage. You know, 
then we know how to call the young people. And, and I was just wondering with like the social media stuff, do you feel sometimes like you're the grown-ups, like you and your friends and the rest of us are just like fumbling through? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like that a lot of the times <laughs> because we, we do have the upper hand. I mean, last week someone paid me a lot of money just to make them a Facebook page when that's something <laughs> Fairly simple. That's so you great. can you're like market off almost, of it. Yeah. You almost feel like a bad person. <laughs> you know, for stuff that's funny. Oh God, that's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I almost wonder if like technology is what's ultimately gonna level the playing field between like old people and young people. Cause it's like, yeah, maybe well, because it used to be like my dad always used to say, Well, as long as you're living under my house, you're gonna live by my rules or whatever. But I mean, somebody <laughs> in your position could just as easily turn that back. It's like, look, if you want to have any hope of paying the bills online, you better like, you know, start treating me with a little bit more respect, mister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I, I kind of like that, that you guys got all the power in a, in a sense. Cause I don't know. I, I, I like to see the underdog be able to swing back. And it just, I hadn't really thought about it until you told that Facebook page story that, man, like you guys really have us in a tight corner. Like, yeah. does that feel empowering or is it just funny to you? I would say it was funny at first, but now that I get paid to do social media things, it's empowering. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have a question for you. Forgetting about all the age stuff and forgetting about all the generational stuff. Like, I have some kind of fun questions for you. Because, like, I remember as a teenager, you get with all your friends and you chat and you talk and you find things in common. You find things that you can all laugh about together. And you find those things that kind of tie you to someone else. Those things you didn't think we're there before. I kind of want to ask you some personal questions. That's okay. Like what yeah. kind of like, for example, I want to see where this conversation goes because sometimes, you know, it can go off the rails quite a bit, but um, <laughs> I have a question. Okay. So when you are, let's say, I don't know what your school schedule is like, but when you're getting up in the morning for school and you're getting ready or you're, you know, getting ready to see your friends, what's usually going through your mind? Like, honestly, is it the way that you look? Is it, is it, you know, you're just getting fired up for the experience or what, what do you kind of think about when you're getting ready in the morning for school? Honestly, I have not been to in-person school since last March, but back then I would think about mostly the way that I looked because I feel like that's kind of a big thing nowadays. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of want to look your best and stuff. So mostly mm -hmm. about how I looked, but on other days I just didn't care and more of thinking, I'm going to take a really long nap when this is over. <laughs> Do you feel like you get a lot of pressure for the way that you look from, is that pressure more of like from your peers or from social media or television, or is it your parents or is it more of like yourself or maybe a little bit of everything? Um, I would say... You know, in the past, it came mostly from social media, but that transitioned into coming from your peers, too, because when you're posting on social media, you're looking your best. So then when you go in school and you're not, you know, 
with your ring light and <laughs> right. your hair done. And everyone's looking at you sideways being like, what happened? So <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that pressure comes from both you know, sides, from social media and it kind of transitioned into real life. Like you kind of set yourself up in a way, you mean? Um, I wouldn't say I set myself up, but I can see why some people, like other people feel that way too. But most of the time, I just don't really, you know, pay much mind to other people's opinions on my looks or anything like that, because, you know, I'm just who I am. And if I like it the way I look, then that's all that matters. Excellent advice. (laughs) Okay. So like following along the theme of like how people look. When we first chatted, like before we started like recording, like I don't know, it was a couple of weeks ago, we sort of like brushed past the idea of being a person of color. You seem like you're pretty comfortable in your own skin as far as like the things that you can control, you know, like hair, makeup, clothes, whatever. Are you comfortable in your own skin, like as a person of color? I would say I'm very comfortable in my skin. I mean, sometimes depending on where, depending on where I'm at, I could feel uncomfortable. I mean, where I have a lake house. So when I go to my lake in Indiana, like passing through some of the small towns, Indiana's type of state. So when I'm over there and stuff like that, I feel pretty uncomfortable because the way people perceive me of being dangerous and things like that. So obviously that kind of makes me not as comfortable as usual, but in my regular element, yeah, I'm completely fine. I think that's great that you can just, I mean, I I live in Canada. I have lived in the U.S. I consider myself a person of color as well. I mean, where I was in the U.S., I mean, it was sort of contrasting with my experience as a Canadian. It really seemed shocking to me that anybody at all would care what color I am. I don't know if I had it bad or not, like by American standards. All I know is that like I noticed for the first time ever, but I kind of like the way that you you look at it because it's like you're not blind to the fact that some people see you the wrong way but you're not letting it like take away your self-confidence you're not and and at the same time you're not wearing the labels that people give you that's the thing it's like not only is it not like undermining you but it doesn't sound like it's turning into a jerk either where it's like okay well I'm going to be super, super proud of my skin color now either. It's like you're looking at yourself and you're seeing a person. That's how we should all see each other, I would hope. Like, am I right. am I like reading you wrong here? No, you're 100% right. I don't necessarily see myself as my race. I see myself as Brooklyn and that's it. <laughs> do you think that makes it easier for other people to see Brooklyn? I do think it makes it easier and like unless you just don't know me and we're just passing each other on the street but if you know me and kind of what I'm about yeah I think that makes it easier. Okay so shifting gears entirely here. Who inspires you? I would say honestly this every time I get this question during an interview I always give the same exact answer. I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily have any role models or anyone who inspires me. Um I feel like I my inspiration kind of comes from myself. I don't really look up to anyone that much. I mean, I don't really idolize anyone or anything like that. But I feel like, if anything, my role models are my parents because they've taught me everything I know. And I love them endlessly. And if anyone should be, you know, idolized, I feel like it should be them. 
I had a feeling you would you would say something like that because you know, like AC had mentioned before, you know, we we were wondering, you know, who's this girl's parents? She seems so well rounded for her age. I mean, I see a lot of other teenagers, and uh, I, I have you know a deep concern for them. But for you, it's just it's been kind of nice. It's like, oh, she seems like she's okay, and it sounds like she's got some you know supportive people behind her. And I'm curious. It's like, who are those people? So yeah, thank you for answering that question. I I, I knew that your parents had a hand in it, you know, somewhat. <laughs> um, I think they did a great job raising you. Yeah, I'm going to pick on Alexis a little bit here, Brooklyn, and I think I'm probably going to have to pick on myself at the same time, to be completely fair. (laughs) One of the things that I've heard Alexis now say to you several times, and I think that I probably have said several times too and not noticed, is saying like, for your age, blah, 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 for somebody your age, (laughs) does that sound like, like bigotry on some level? to you like it's one of those things that really worried me the first time that we chatted was that i i felt walking away from that first conversation like i'd been really ageist and i thought that me having to frame everything in the context of oh you know for somebody your age you seem together and i wasn't sure like does that sound like wow like for a black person you sound really um i don't know white or something stupid like that like does this like ageist kind of framing bother you or does it does it sound like bigotry to you i wouldn't say it necessarily bothers me because it's very normalized a lot of people don't necessarily see it as an issue or a problem so i really don't either i mean it's just kind of normal i get like every time i talk to anyone that's kind of the language or the phrases that they use with me. So it's honestly just kind of like second nature at this point. Do you think that's something okay. that we should stop? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say something that should just end completely, but I feel like it shouldn't be something that's mentioned, you know, to the extent that it is mentioned. Right. No, I get that. Cause we're all people, right. And our youth yeah. isn't really that long. It's not, <laughs> we're only young for a little bit of a, uh, of a time. It's, it's, it's crazy to just focus on, on the age thing. But I guess, you know, when we bring it up, it's, it's more because we're curious. And I think that, you know, I, I think I can speak, speak for AC too, that we don't want to lose touch with, with people of, of your generation. We don't want to be the parents that don't understand our kids. We don't want to be the older generation that has no understanding uh, of the modern world at all. And so I think we do use that phrase a lot uh, because, I mean, how often do adults, you know, we don't just go out and have coffee with kids. That would just seem creepy to some people. (laughs) So, you know, having a conversation with somebody of your age, I would say it again, it's very refreshing. And I've really enjoyed it. And I really appreciate you opening up to us about this stuff. No, I, I, I kind of like what you're saying there about like not having the opportunities to sit down and like have coffee with younger people. Because yeah, I mean, that would be all kinds of inappropriate and creepy. But mm-hmm. the nice thing about a podcast is like the rules don't always entirely apply. It's like, I, I think it's really cool that we get to sit and chat with you, Brooklyn, because where else would this kind of a conversation take place where you're able to sit down with two complete adult strangers 
<laughs> and then I talk about like really personal stuff without like your dad wondering like who is this guy you know I'll break his neck if he- <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly I think that's the cool thing about podcasting like you mentioned like you know I get to connect with so many people and so do you guys and I think it's really cool and I really enjoy the conversations that I have and I think they're really you know helpful have you been on a lot of podcasts now I've been on about 12 so far. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot for somebody who like, if you've never done an interview on a show, like that's a lot. It's a lot of work. It definitely is. So how do you, how do you balance like your, your guest podcast appearances against your real life stuff? And then also producing your own podcast. Cause I mean, I've listened to your show. It, it doesn't sound like it just happens. There's some work that goes in there. <laughs> Um, a really good calendar. <laughs> That's how I do it. Um, okay. I'm just always that. scheduling, always putting stuff in my calendar without it. Um, I probably would have missed this interview. So <laughs> I would like to give a shout out to Google calendar for saving my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually great. Cause I got a bad habit of it's like, I've got Google calendar as well, but I'm still like writing things down on pieces of paper all over the place, thinking I'm going to somehow keep them organized. And I never do. That's why like I miss appointments all the time or I forget to add things to the Google calendar. And when I finally get to plugging things in, it's like, Oh shoot, I double booked myself. Like that that was the case (laughs) today. It's like this lack of organization. It's like, I'm, so used to looking down my nose at young people and it's like repeatedly young people are teaching me things like okay like just keep it simple like use your google calendar it it helps you keep your life sorted (laughs) it's like i'm supposed to be teaching you guys but it's like you you teach me more it's like at some point i think i just get over myself and realize i I just need to shut up and learn from young people now Yeah, definitely valuable information. Okay, so we've we've talked to Brooklyn the young person, Brooklyn the person of color, Brooklyn the person with cool parents, and like I just <laughs> wanted to like give a huge shout out to like your parents. Yeah, a great job. Your kid is freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to talk to, you know, this is going to sound dumb. I want to talk to Brooklyn the Brooklyn. <laughs> like, yeah who exactly are you <laughs> like you, you you'd mentioned um, you know like you do podcasts you like playing tennis you like nature connect being connected to the earth that sort of thing like yeah what does all that mean um for me exactly um you know i'm i would say i'm a very simple person like Every time I'm doing stuff like this, everyone's kind of just like wowed and like, how are you doing all of this? But at the core of everything, I'm very simple, very, you know, down to earth, humble and things like that. And I feel like the mostly the biggest thing I'm about is the planet, <laughs> um, just mm-hmm. being connected with nature and getting outside and things like that. Like, honestly, um, social media is kind of one of my last passions my real passion is getting away from social media in all honesty and i feel the most like myself when everything's kind of unplugged and i'm outside and doing things of that nature and i feel like that's a big part of who i am and it will always be who i am Hmm. 
what makes you feel happy and fulfilled at 16? (laughs) (laughs) I would say, in all honesty, like being alone, I really value my alone time. I'm someone who, this sounds so weird, but I'm definitely someone who like talks to myself, not in a, I mean, I guess it's weird either way, but not like in a really weird way. But I don't know. I'm just very comfortable with myself and I love being alone, doing my own thing and just kind of being in my room and being that antisocial teenager that everyone (laughs) talk about. (laughs) No, I like that you said, you know, you, you talk to yourself. I don't think that that's weird at all. I honestly don't because I think that the person we're going to be stuck with the rest of our lives is ourselves. And if we can't get along with ourselves, we're going to have a miserable life. (laughs) Exactly. So you give yourself pep talks. Do you, you know, what are things that you tell yourself to kind of keep yourself in check? Um, I usually do, you know, positive affirmations, things of that nature. But mostly when I'm talking to myself, I just kind of like, talk to myself as if I'm like my own best friend because I kind of am and (laughs) I don't know I just kind of think out loud that's probably the best way to describe it Mm -hmm. well that's that that sounds you know so much like I don't know maybe it's it's stupid maybe that I'm surprised by this but when I think of people talking to themselves I'm always picturing like my crazy grandparent like shuffling down the the street wearing you know, their slippers out in public muttering insane things to themselves. But I kind of like what you're describing, like this, this dialogue with yourself where you're kind of like talking to your own best friend, I I think is like kind of the way you, you, you sort of put it where you're reassuring yourself, you're telling yourself positive things. And it kind of makes me think that like a lot of the time, most of us, it's like, we don't hesitate to talk to ourselves and tell ourselves negative things. I, I like that you're taking this inner dialogue and using it for something productive. I think that's really actually inspiring and age has nothing to do with that. I just find that mm-hmm. inspiring. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're ready to wrap this up. Brooklyn, if people want to find out more about you and your podcast, where can they find you online? So as far as my podcast, like I said earlier, it's called Sit Back and Chat, and it's available on all major platforms other than YouTube. So you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, et cetera. And um, the Instagram for my podcast is at sitbackandchat.podcast, and I post things on there, and, you know, people can reach out to me or whatever that they need to do, and I'm always active on there. We'll make sure that we put links in this week's show notes as well. Yes. And something we kind of like to do at the end of the show is after we kind of get to know our guest a little bit, we kind of like to go around and talk about what we've discovered, what I like about you. Brooklyn, what I like about you is that you are so much more together than most of the adults that I know. And I really admire you for that. And I think that it's awesome that you have a really good, healthy relationship with yourself, because I think that that is so important and crucial for anyone, doesn't matter how old you are. I find your openness and uh, the way that you communicate is just so gentle and so informative and to the point. I admire that about you. 
And uh, I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you. Normally, I would word things very differently from Alexis, but there's literally nothing that she said that I disagree with. And I've got nothing to add. I'm truly inspired by you as a person. You're all of the things that like I want to be if I ever grow up. <laughs> your your yeah. transparency and your willingness to communicate, even when you understand that people are going to not be like a receptive audience, just saying what you got to say anyways, like that is so admirable and don't ever lose that. Thank you so much. Can I add what I like about you guys too? Please. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So AC, I like, first of all, this is okay. I like your voice. Like I really like the way that you speak. I don't know if it's because you're Canadian. I don't know. I don't know, but I really like your voice. But other than that, um, I just like the way that you communicate. Like it's so different from other people that I've talked to and just something about you. Like I just automatically feel like safe and comfortable. Like, I don't know. You're just very like welcoming. And I really love that. And <laughs> Alexis, what I like about you is how bubbly you are. And you're just really, you know, a nice person, really sweet and just how willing to like listen and how willing to learn you are. I really, you know, love and appreciate that as well. Thank you, Brooklyn. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not even sure what to say other than, than, than thank you. I, one thing you probably don't know about me, Brooklyn, is I, I cry very easily. <laughs> and he does. Hearing your words has really got me doing that. So I'll just shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to the what i like about you podcast here with me today ac fisher and brooklyn b from the sit back and chat podcast thank you all for listening uh you can find us on our social media pages facebook our podcast link what i like about you or like about you pod.com and uh, anyway yeah thanks for listening guys